guess I would have expected that if you seen the type. Okay, for one, I just I queued up sexy sax. Why? Is what I did. Is it recording? Yes, we're recording right now. I I, I queued up some sexy sax to have the normal song because realistically, that's just a uh, jazz version of a Final Fantasy VII song. Is is this open source technically? I mean, it's on YouTube. It's probably this good if Final it's called. Final Fantasy. This is Ain't No, no, no Sunshine. No, no, no. This, this, no. The normal one is Final Fantasy oh. VII, and this one is the generic. Like I just picked sexy sax because I want to talk about triggers. So welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I'm your host Spike. She goes away. Samantha. I'm Victor. And since you know we were just looking at something about triggers. I realized we had to have some sexy sax so we could talk about uh, trigger actions because you just saw someone talk about, you know, trigger actions and pistols, and you probably had some questions. Uh, not really. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> okay. But I, then never mind. What questions should I be asking about triggers? Well, he talked about a take up, a wall, and a break. Do, do you actually care, though, is the question. You should <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what a take up a wall and a break are? Actually, no. Oh, would you like to know? No. The wall. Okay, okay. so think of like a... a, a I, know a wall I said is. no. I know so what a wall th- is. Think of a, key, think of a keyboard. And you know like an old one, like one you were like when you were in grade school? So the take up would be like if you're touching the, the key on the keyboard and the key gives, but there's no like resistance, right? Mm-hmm. That's the take up. The wall is the resistance... And the break is when it gives and puts that input into the machine. Hmm. So, and different firearms will have different um, different uh, walls, take-ups, and breaks. I mean, oh. sorry, uh, yeah, and, well, actually, I said that right. I'm just a little buzzed. Um, it's slack. The take-up is the slack. It's, it's the slack. So, like, yeah, so you'll, if you ever fire a weapon, you'll realize that there's, there's the same thing there. If you pull the trigger, you'll realize there's a, if you really feel it, there's a part where you pull the trigger and it moves, but there's no mechanical like function. Mm-hmm. And the wall is that mechanical function as it starts to like move the, through. The, the break is the release. Is the release. When you actually, the Bouch trigger actually wow. squeezes. Yeah, the release. And it sets the pin into the back of the bullet. Boom. And, so, and, and, you, real, and you realize if you fire a series of different firearms, um, the wall can be different. The wall might have like different like resistances in it. Uh, the take-up might be shorter, might be longer, and the release might feel weird, too. Hmm. And so that... Hey, listen, this is your uh, gun talk for the day. Ladies, Spike is single. Oh, go figure. <laughs> so, you know, this is your chance I to... don't think that oh, yeah, firearm I'll, talk is I'll what's going to do yeah, it I, I live him. in San Diego. That's not, gonna, that's not the sort of talk that really gets the, the panties moist. You'll, you'll have to go back to Minnesota for that. Yeah, I'll have to like start talking about like you know um, a, a carbon tax and intersectionality for that. There you t- go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like I just think victim groups is like the is like the most important thing. The most important thing we could talk about right now. So well, not when you sound patronizing. Yeah. So well, yeah, <laughs> I can't help but sound patronizing. Okay, look. Because you're a shit. What are we doing Whoa. on this show? Uh, well, this, Who the this, fuck knows? This apparently is, we. This is the BS this is Apparently you and I drink enough alcohol that dealing with him doesn't suck as much. What the fuck? We had a good conversation. And he drinks so much because 
he can't function without. We had a good conversation today. Function, it just in sucks. The car. Are you talking about? Oh yeah. What did you talk about? We're talking about the. Uh, so the, uh, the Rick and Morty song came on because I have a Rick and Morty playlist. The oh nice. So as we're driving. Uh, Glory to Glorzo, whatever episode. Oh Glorzo, yeah. Food. We're listening to the. If TV. you're not making Glorzo, what are you really doing? Yeah, if you're not making um, Glorzo free, so you have to. You have to. What is it called? You have to live longer to make Glorzo free because right. if you're just making babies, you're not really making Glorzo, Glorzo. free. And I, I, we saw that video. Like I think, yeah, that kind of influenced some of that. It's like we saw that like take on what the what the um, the thought behind the Glor the, the Glorzo episode was, which is like yeah, people who say like you cite science for like um, how to live your life mm-hmm. might be talking bullshit. Yeah, it's a logical fallacy. The appeal to nature is a yeah. log- logical fallacy. So if you're saying something's wrong because it's unnatural, it's yeah. kind of like a logical fallacy because, I mean, there's plenty of bad things out there that are natural that yeah. we try to avoid. And if you're only like going putting by... putting your tongue on some poison ivy? Yeah. yeah. And if you're only going by, like, you know, biological um, reasoning for whether something is right or wrong, then all... the other cool things that make us humans, like you know, space flight, all the other yeah. natural things that that's we do. where that's where God comes in, and S&M, that's when He gives us all the other rules, you know, bondage and yeah. stuff. So my <laughs> argument, though, so all the unnatural <laughs> things that make us human, right, are also thrown out with the one unnatural thing that we don't like, which was, which, uh in that video they used the idea of homosexuality, which yeah. I think they may have been getting at in. Rick and Morty because they made Rick and Morty a little bit gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in they, that they, episode. Yeah, that episode they were they were sucking face. My commentary on that though is, I I cannot identify any single thing that any animal, whether that's human or non-human, does that does not have some biological basis, regardless of what it is, because. We're base creatures. Yeah. Everything comes down to our biology, our need to survive. And he tried to pinpoint a couple of things, and I was like, mm, well, that can be boiled down to basic biology. And well, there's the problem is like you know you you only have like third, well, literally twenty minutes to work with this, and the the message is like don't use biology to justify like um your bigoted, shitty behavior. yeah your shitty behavior. Or but you know, and a lot of our like you know problems can be sourced back to uh, our brain is designed to work on the Serengeti, so which is why we have so much anxiety in this world is because we still feel anxiety from our boss, but you know that anxiety, the root of why we feel that is because you know like a threat, like our boss saying, um, "You need to get this report done right now," really is just a, a filler for back when we were on the Serengeti and a lion was coming for us right now. Yeah. So like there's, there's this kind of like balancing act between yes, like naturally we're designed to procreate the species, but you know, there are plenty of times where people are gay in nature. So you don't, don't like religiously subscribe to this is what nature is in this event, but also realize that we are based in nature and that may be a good way to, um, source out some of our problems yeah boom that's that's like the one insightful thing you've ever said that i've I, said many that i actually <laughs> agree with i've said many insightful things whole. and i'm always right 
Like you are entitled to your own opinion. I, I am entitled to my correct opinion. You are correct. <laughs> but no, yeah, um but the newer episode of Rick and Morty, speaking of my correct opinion. No, I wanted to keep talking about Oh, that. you want to talk about that one? Okay, go go, yeah, go. go 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 go. Well, I mean, I guess we've kind of run its course, but well, yeah. Um, you, you and I, like, we debated for just a good 45 what, what, minutes. What, what, what was oh. the, the, the sum of your two opinions? I was talking about balance. I, like, we were, I started talking about balance um, and that different organisms and processes exist to keep life in check, to create kind of a synergy uh, preserve the ecosystem so viruses and bacteria exist they coexist with us we are you know pre-scientific progress we were highly affected by them because we didn't have necessarily any immediate natural immunity and those who then grew to have that immunity it wasn't always perfect as you know we see with people who do or do not get the flu shot, even if you don't get it and you still catch the flu, it'll have varying levels of severity on your body just depending on what your body's prepared for. Yeah, the flu so, shot, yeah, does what nature does just artificially. Right. It kind of speeds up that process with yeah. the antibodies. Um, but I was saying that I called it balance. He did not really like balance. He did not really like the way I said that um, the viruses exist to keep our population in, in, in check, which, okay, fair, but we probably co-evolved so that, you know, we, either we evolved as a result of them or they evolved as a result of us, or maybe it was something that happened well, kind of well, I don't believe in simultaneously. He doesn't really balance. like balance well, I, I because there's so much coincidence well, I think it's and luck that happened to this planet existing where it does with under the conditions in which it exists. Well, one of the metaphors I've always liked is that it's not a balance as much as it is an arms race, and life is life, and it's always going to fight in whatever form it, um, it manifests as. So whether it be a virus or us or polar bears or whatever, it's going to try yeah. to fight to evolve, and that does sure. form an equilibrium, especially in a closed system like we have. What was what well, Victor? What, what what were you? What, give us some. <laughs> I of your was going to give one more example. Okay, give, give me one more example then, and then Victor, give me your thoughts. Somewhat recently, they reintroduced a wolf population into Yellowstone, and it changed the behaviors of the prey animals, so the deer and the moose, and smaller animals, which then resulted in the rivers filling back up with water because the prey animals were were using different paths than they had been. They went sort of back to their original paths, which allowed the ecosystem to sort of rebuild itself because those wolves had basically been butchered, hunted, massacred out of that area due to overhunting by humans. Mm. Our encroachment upon their their natural habitats so those big prey animals for the most part had kind of died off they disappeared and so putting a wolf population in there kind of brought that area back to a similar state to what it was back to more of an equilibrium 
more than than it had been since <laughs> humans interfered. And I pointed out that humans don't have to go to another planet to terraform. We're already terraforming. We're fucking terraforming everywhere on the planet. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a Neil deGrasse Tyson line. Yes. Boom. We're already terraforming. Okay. What, what, and what, what were your thoughts on this? And just be aware that you're married to her, and whatever you say is wrong. <laughs> Go. That's not entirely true. We actually <laughs> just, came. I'm just. I'm. We came to an understanding. And that's um, actually that's called a healthy. And that is that well, humans are apes. That's called a healthy marriage. Well, uh, you know, I guess I didn't. I guess I guess I misunderstood what she was saying, mm-hmm. like the idea of a balance. But I like what you said. Like it's an arms race, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes a natural equilibrium. So like no one species on this planet like is in control. Like imagine if there's like just trees. If there's nothing, you know, keeping trees from overgrowing or weeds or yeah, there's, there's certain no insect. competition. Yeah, like everything kind of just like um, keeps everything else in check, right? Yeah. But um, I guess humans have kind of gone a little off the rails, right? Like we are an invasive species. <coughs> you could say. We're being kept in check less and less. Yeah. Like we're we're getting more and more. Uh, robust and strong and aggressive. Yeah, we're awesome. We're, we're pretty cool. I know. Yeah, we've been figuring out how to. I was just like. We've circumvented <clears throat> nature in so many ways. I was just like, when we were in Costco and I saw everyone wearing masks and stuff, yeah. I'm like, we figured out. This is how humans keep surviving and yeah, keep we, thriving because we keep figuring, like, something comes and tries to take us out, but then we keep surviving and we right? keep figuring out a way around it. And that's the deal with survival of the fittest is it's not about who's the strongest because fittest doesn't mean strongest, fastest. Uh, or anything. It means who can fit into this environment, and the way we fit is by terraforming, terraforming, or thinking our ways around it. Because like making a mask and putting it over our face to not protect ourselves realistically. Because I had this argument with other with uh, somebody is it's, it's to protect other people. Yeah, we're and building a barrier for, around the for virus. Other people, yeah. We're until we make <coughs> a vaccine, which may or may not be coming soon, yeah. depending on who you listen to. <laughs> Until somehow, which who knows if it'll even truly happen, we are able to build sufficient herd immunity, but it's unlikely what? that we'll be able to actually yeah. do that. Well, we'll see if Denmark did it or Sweden did it correctly. That, so. That's the thing that we're, we're only going to know in like maybe another few months. Like they have. We probably won't really know for a few years. I think for a few years might be um, developing nations. A few months is going to be us in the developed world, like India. Like, the numbers are still coming out of there because they don't have the same sort of reporting and testing capacity we do. Um, Something that I'd also mentioned earlier is that the social distancing thing is probably something humans have been practicing from, you know, for time immemorial because... Mm -hmm. I mean, what's your reaction when someone coughs or sneezes oh, near you? Do you, you, you do you like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna walk into that I, I sneeze inhale. cloud? I inhale no, heavily. No, you fucking walk away and oh, you she, don't yeah, go stand do. near that that's person because do. you don't right. know if they're sick or if they're sick what they have. And so probably what's been happening for millennia is anytime someone appears to be sick or has participated in something that is likely to get them sick, we we distance ourselves. Right. And so the fact that people are like, this is not right. This isn't natural. It's like, no, you're just, you're just programmed. That's natural developed behavior. Developed or innate because like, Victor, what's your reaction when you see pictures of holes? You freak out. That's an innate thing. Do you you have that thing where if you see someone with a bunch of holes in their arm, you're like, trypophobia? Yes, he does. Oh, wow. But that's, that's (laughs) like. You're person number two. I know with that. That's a built in. (laughs) physiological response to something that appears that 
sort of appears to be a disease. Wait, and I think yeah. that's part of the reason why, like and that's that, um, the that, avoidance thing. That's why the reason I think that very initial Imperial College um, uh, estimate for the deaths in this country for like two million was way off is because it doesn't it didn't take into account a number of factors. That guy who did that has been wrong about a number of things for a number of reasons, and uh, one of those things was um, social distancing and how willing we were to take it up like that. Well, that's the thing with science. We're making predictions based on the information we have at hand. Right. And you and should take... science changes. We evolve our theories. We evolve our observations with what we have. And I so think that- to just say that, you know, he was just completely wrong. Well, he was working with the information he had. Right. Uh, as you, is the rest of science. Because right. that's look, how science works. If you look at his history, he's been wrong about a lot of stuff. And probably for the same reason. And probably All for the same reason. All scientists have been wrong about a lot of shit. And probably for the same reason. But like off by like an order of magnitude. That like, was I'm probably... Not say, I'm not saying that like science is wrong. What I'm saying is this guy has been consistently wrong. Fine. And you should absolutely... Let me finish. You should absolutely take experts very seriously because they are experts <laughs> in their field. So don't don't listen to Plandemic. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Bill Gates is not responsible. No. That's ridiculous. Right. No, there's no shadow government, but like um well there probably is, but okay, I there, don't think it really is, yeah. I don't think it's operating on a global scale to this effect. That would be ridiculous. Have you seen the fucking DMV? Come right, on. Right, yeah, no, no. People can't like Bureaucracy doesn't work that we well. We fall into groups really quickly. So there may be a shadow government in our government, but yeah. they ain't working with the rest of the fucking world. No. They well. no. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we were we were we were this discussing. Cool we stuff. kind of we kind of cut you off earlier, but real fast. And, and we were correctly dis- so. We, we were we discussing afterwards after we picked up our food. Um, what is natural or what is driven by our biology and what is not? And we were talking about. Well, you think that everything is biologically driven like at you its don't, base. You think there's yeah, I think nothing that is. Completely, well, humans are biological creatures, right? So everything that we think of is dif- def- default going to be like a biological thing. Yeah, that's why I think we have so many, vi- um, um, so many logical fallacies. Is there's like this weird, organic, yeah, biological like. <laughs> that's why we have so many biases, so many like confirmation bias, uh, like well, that, straw mans and shit. That comes from fear, which right. is a survival so, instinct. Yeah. And it served us super well <laughs> up until historically the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to say the last like okay. many thousands of years. Well, I mean, I mean like from, from like the, if you look at that. Um, using the Neil deGrasse Tyson calendar. Using the Neil deGrasse Tyson cal- calendar, yeah. The last 10 minutes. It served <laughs> as well. Using the normal time calendar, yeah, thousand years. No, totally. For the last like 100,000 years, like humanity has existed. <laughs> It's been like that's been very good for us, but as we enter this world of like, like um, Facebook and shit like that, people have just found a way faster to hook into that fear faster than we've been able to find a way to work around our innate fears and immediate gut reactions to shit. Yeah, which is true. why Nigerian princes still scam us. We and and if you want to talk about and tribalism is still tribalism a thing too. The what was the Malcolm Gladwell book we read about um, truth and oh, talking to strangers? The Nigerian prince thing can we could turn that into a whole talking 
talking to strangers kind of conversation. But well, let's, let's highly, into that. highly suggest is a great book. Um, but I do invite either any of you two or, you know, anyone who, any of the, the two people that listen to this podcast to... Hey, three. To <laughs> offer any sort of human behavior or, you know, human creation or anything that is potentially unnatural and I will gladly figure out exactly how it relates to a biological or physiological impulse. Well, have you considered reading the Bible? What about like yeah, flying? That's, that's, like, that's need for security. I just fuck with you. I feel like, um, <laughs> you know, flying in planes, uh, going to space, you know, doing a handstand, summit Mount Everest, you know, weird sex acts, um, NASCAR driving, Okay, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! Don't, drinking, don't you, don't you drinking disgr- beer? If you disparage NASCAR one more time, <laughs> we're gonna have to have words. Just kind of like all these things that are unnatural on the, on the face, unnatural. But um, we still do. But it's things unnatural things that we like, so no one's really complaining about right. it. Like and I think unnatural things that don't upset our social structure. But when <laughs> something unnatural does ex- upset our social structure, there's a call to to, uh, you know, nature, an appeal to nature to be like, hey, you know, that's unnatural. That's, we should stop doing these unnatural things. You know, well, I think you should always be mindful of what is natural, but you should also take into account the fact that if somebody likes butt stuff with other people of the same sex, it doesn't ruin your life. Until, it's stu- <laughs> until the human population is declining because of that, Even n- not, not a big problem. Uh, okay, so... There and we've got a long way to go. And we have a long way to go. For the population but to I, decrease exactly. to I scary do, levels. I, I, I would want to point out that um, that TED Talk that was done, I think he's a, a geneticist or something. Uh, he was talking about his gay son and um, the biological purpose of gay members of certain species what it really, I mean, because you look at the penguins that adopted a baby together and they're two male penguins who have partnered. They're not necessarily having sex, but like those are the, they are each other's partners and yeah. they've raised a baby together. So this geneticist, scientist, because I don't know if he's, anyway, um, he was saying that there is a biological purpose or a reason for the evolution of homosexuality in our species and in other species because it is beneficial for there to be members of, I mean, probably specifically for male members of the species to not be in constant combat with each other in order to mate with females. It Mm -hmm. takes away some of the competition and some of the likelihood of death of the population and allows for extra hands to provide caretaking to do other sorts of tasks because they're not constantly fighting to breed with members of the opposite sex and that and it it does apply to females as well but you know specifically like you think about Males like the male gazorpazorp from Rick and Morty. Remember right. the gazorpazorps? The gazorpazorps, yes. yeah, yeah. 
they're like the males are extremely violent and aggressive and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and the females all live they together. They get to go out. They they all get to go out and play. <laughs> well, well, that, that's the thing. That's why I say like until it becomes an actual problem. And it, I mean, really, it never could because it's just it's exactly other even, even then members that just they are there. Like, and you can't make it a blanket statement to say that all homosexuals in this population are going to be caretakers because. I mean, I don't see either of you constantly getting into physical fights with other people on the street just for female oh, attention. Oh, you haven't seen me at work. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, it's not, you can't say it's a blanket statement for all gay males or gay females to have a certain behavior. Nurturing behavior. Well, that, but that, it, it does serve a cooperative uh, societal function. See, and then my argument here is that it homosexuality doesn't have to serve any sort of biological function to to, to be accepted. To not be wrong. Well again, that's to that, not I, be wrong. Again, that that's where my falls in is like it's not a problem who gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> until right. until humanity is like, oh, our population over the world is declining to the point we can't sustain, no big deal. Who I, cares? I I just I think about it from an anthropological standpoint, but from a human morality standpoint, like we're all individual beings with individual desires, which are all biologically based. Yeah. And to tell someone that their existence is wrong because of some false morality that they have in their own head is, is bullshit and it's false. Well, that, that's why exactly why I think like the government shouldn't be involved in marriage because it is a completely societal that 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 institution is a societal structure and if you if, if a group of people don't want to say hey you can't marry in our religion l- let them say that get married in some other s- institution what do you think the purpose of marriage is well, I'm gonna ask again, you that well again that's a societal structure mm-hmm. and designed to like say hey um we're controlling you through your marriage. Okay, but I'm asking you, what is the purpose of marriage? Well, I, I think marriage, like, as it's come up through society, is a means of control. Okay. And I think, like, yeah, religious structures said, hey, listen, marry this person for the societal reasons that came up. Like, especially when you're talking about European structure, Examples? was to make a family unit in this in this area. And since it was a, it was a different, like, more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for for um, barbaric time? Let's let's be honest. It was a barbaric time. Less developed. Less developed. Less progressive. We are going to control. This is a means by which we control the population. It was also to give legitimacy, legitimacy, legitimacy to, the, to, to legitimacy. children it's for the purpose of all, property. It's all property inheritance. Control. Control is like at the root of it. It's all it is. control. And we're a little more evolved now, so that doesn't matter as much. But... It does still serve a property purpose, and it serves a. It's utilized when for like if for example, and I think we got lucky. Yeah. Uh, Victor had pancreatitis a couple years ago, and really? yes. Why didn't you tell me? Well, it's not like we were like broadcasting it everywhere. He was in the hospital. <laughs> he was in the hospital for a couple I of days. I remember you were in the hospital, but why didn't you tell me, bro? It's fine. Stop. <laughs> um, That's funny. That's the same exact 
uh, reaction that everyone That was a response your brother has. had. That was a response yeah, your sister Yeah, maybe you should have told people who care about anyway, you. Anyway, anyway. Well, I didn't think it was that serious. So if I thought it was going to be like super serious, then I would have. Okay, so going back. He, he was in the hospital. And it is 100% possible that the hospital staff could have said to us, you are not married. Your girlfriend is not allowed to be in your room with you and to stay with you. She can visit you, but she cannot stay in your room with you. She cannot visit you after hours. None of that. Because we weren't married. Now, this is the root of my issue is that why government should not be involved in marriage is he should be able to but say... But that's not government. Well, 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 that, that, well and, and again, that is part of the government is like the laws say that based on who he is married to, based on what the government views, is who can enter this room. And I think he should be able to say, you are my life partner, the, and this, he should be able to write on a document somewhere, a legal document that doesn't involve who he did a ceremony with. It's called an advanced hair healthcare director. There you go. And you that, should, that, have you filled out yours? Well, I have not, but that's, that should <laughs> be, let's get on that. That should be, mine's on the coffee table right there. I need to finish it. Well, I'm buzzed. So I'm not going to fill that out right now. Cause that seems irresponsible, but it shouldn't be who he did a ceremony. Victor and Samantha have the rights to determine what shall happen to me. If I should fall into a coma. Exactly. But that should, yes. but that, that should be the norm. Not who he had a religious ceremony with. Cause a marriage to me is a religious ceremony who is important in his life. Why is who, it a religious ceremony? Well, marriage says to me, religion, who is important in his life is a, is a legal document. So if you want to say I'm Christian, I'm getting married in the Christian format, that means that is who, and you can cross those over if you so choose. But if you're, just, if you're not religious, then you can so just yeah, say... This is the I mean, person we had a civil ceremony. Yeah, we didn't have any religious ceremony. It was just. But there's still a civil. bit of crossover as far as like what the government says is marriage. That's true. Not anymore. Well, there's I, a slight. I, that, is, that is dissolving, and that's what I'm really happy about. There is slight holdovers from traditional marriage. Yes. In the civil ceremony. And that's yeah. why so we annoying. had to. And that's why I. Do we had to hold th- each other's hands and stuff. Yes. And look each other's eyes. Oh, was that was that a fucking problem for you? Yeah, yeah. I, I know how you. Don't and we had to kiss each other and stuff too. Ew, so gross. So that yeah, was there, there's a certain amount of solemnization of the marriage that that has to happen. A marriage. I don't is think we had to kiss. That wasn't yeah, necessary. Did. Did he? Look, we said you prob- we? he probably said you can kiss the bride. You may now kiss. You may. You are allowed you to may kiss now the bride. Kiss your new. This spouse. is an option open to you. Well, and that's why I think but we like, did have to hold hands, though. That wasn't required either. Look, yeah, and, we did. And from he said you have to hold hands. I no, remember he, that he part did specifically. Not say you well, have look, to. <laughs> did yeah, I specifically remember that. Okay, we're we're gonna look into this later. Okay, but long story. Well, I know that part. None of our parents like actually like video and recorded it. I'm also a, I'm also a little to. perturbed that you didn't invite me along to just view this. It was shit. literally just our parents. Yeah, I would have really liked to have been there. As, You're as not our parents. As one of your oldest friends. I would have liked. He would have invited Luciano first. What the I fuck? Didn't wanna, I didn't want to make a. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because I was only. Listen, getting married for the government purposes. I get that, but from of tax benefits. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Victor, I'm sorry. Do you not love this woman? Apparently not. Listen, <laughs> but I mean, I'm telling you, the the government benefits are great. Nice. Well, that's you know what? He he is lucky. That he married me because he got his twelve hundred dollars. Nice. If he hadn't, he would not have. So, well, look, this is the thing. You better there, not forget that there is a little bit of crossover, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be zero crossover. 
but from a legal standpoint, like who gets your property, who gets rights to your like things is different than who you religiously marry to. Yeah, I, I can see where you're drawing the line there. But that's just not the way it is right now. It's so very like, yeah, it's if you, understandable. If you say, where you're "Hey, I'm from. Christian, and I'm doing this Christian ceremony," that should have no bearing. Well, I I saw a lot of people there who probably when remember we went to the where was it the courthouse? No. Where did we go? It was the clerk's office. We went to the clerk's office, and there was <laughs> there was a lot of people there that you can tell. They were going to have a ceremony somewhere else, so they were yeah. doing some other thing, or that was like that was purely. For Are you talking about when we legality. when we got the certificate, or when we um, no, to actually get the ceremony done? Okay. Yeah, that was all purely for legality. Like I know people who their religious, um, the pr- their their priests' um, uh, approval of their marriage was way more important than the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. In a lot of religion, like specifically the Catholic religion, you have to go through like counseling with the, I don't know what the religious leader is, and that's with their faith leader. Whoever, and that's fine. Of their See, church. For that me, is, it's the opposite. Yeah, that's. I feel like. You like need the counseling after you get The government, no, no, the, the government stuff is more important to me than well, and that's any all, religious stuff because I don't believe in religion. And that's fine and beautiful. You just want the tax benefit. Yeah, and that's all fine and beautiful. Those things should be wi- like um, one of our friends. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll name drop her, Emily. She was like, "How will the government know how to pro- tax you properly?" And I'm sitting there like, those two things are to me wildly separate. Like, if you want to say like, "Oh, like me being married should carry benefits," like, no, they should just tax you reasonably as individuals. And the marriage thing, like, I want to fuck this one person or. This one person is the one person I'm who's getting my stuff is different to me personally. I, I see what you mean. Uh, well, that's well just I guess it depends on what kind of life situation you're in. And uh, well, I just think that the government shouldn't say, "Oh, uh, you're a do you have a penis," and the, <laughs> the person you want to fuck for the rest of your life has a penis. Well, I I need to define what marriage is in this case. <laughs> that's just me. Well, and here's here's what's also kind of bullshit about all of the before times, mm-hmm. as in before marriage between two people of the same sex was allowed. Yeah. Is that domestic partnerships, which allegedly are just the same, actually did not carry the same federal uh, rights as marriages did. Mm. So... I don't know what happened to all those people that had domestic partnerships before the laws changed. Like, do domestic partnerships now sit on the same level? Like, is it retroactive? Or do all those people now technically have to go get married, like legally married again, for it to count? This is the way in which I am, like, almost militantly libertarian. In that, like, if you two decide, like, I want to be, like, this, like, if Victor says, Sam gets all my shit if I die, and also I want to be able to, like, have sex with other women, I'm like, that doesn't affect me in the slightest. Like, why are you putting our personal business out there, (laughs) bro? I, I, I did not say that is definitely the case, but look, 
You just is, admitted to it. You, right you, now. You're the one who admitted, admitted to, to nothing. We're just joking. Yeah, yes, we are joking. <laughs> one but that is the way in which I am militantly libertarian. Like your personal bullshit has nothing to do to me with me. Like if you need wow. to drive a car, then you need to get some certification, and that's in the way in which I think libertarians have some issues. But you know, like your your bedroom life, fuck it. <laughs> Like that, that doesn't affect me in the slightest. Do what you got to do. If it fulfills you and it doesn't hurt anyone, fuck it. Wow. That that Number is 10. why I think the government <laughs> shouldn't label what marriage is, because okay, I'm out a potential wife, but that's that's your choice. So, what is your opinion on polygamous marriages? Again, did you choose? To have sex with a person and the other person. Did it, it, is, is everyone <laughs> putting their genitals in each other's genitals consensually? If that is the case, fuck it. I don't care. I'm a little jealous. But other than that, <laughs> fuck it. But just as long as the government's not getting involved. The government is, doesn't get to decide what your relationship is. Look, you all get taxed separately. Well, yeah. And look, and and you've decided where your where your property goes. Otherwise, there's gonna have to be a little bit of um, structure outside of that if you haven't signed some paperwork. Yeah, I think because I think we have to decide. There's like a good analogy here, but I can't think of one. It's like the government stuff is just like an another like layer of it, like another recognize it. somehow the government wants to recognize marriages, right? Yeah. I think it probably had to do with maybe wealth. Maybe the government is trying to maybe track wealthy people. Look, we are a little because, Puritan at our root. Because if we're... A little? Because well, if the government doesn't really care if like two poor people get married, right? They really when don't. two rich people get married, there's like have, lots of things going on there. If you have there. a checkbook, the government is like super interested in your business. But if <laughs> yeah. you run an ice cream truck, they're like, uh, do you have a health inspector um, inspection? No? Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you selling oranges by the side of the road? Do you have a checkbook? No? Yeah, whatever. Oh, it's, you run a restaurant? Okay, it's time to be all up in your business. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you make this much money? Oh, you make this much money? So, yeah, look, again. That's why That's why rich people are, like, always on a quest to avoid taxing. Because they understand, <laughs> like, oh, the government can get shit out of me. That's why they're interested. The guy who runs a, a, a ice cream truck, no one's looking at him. Yeah, so they created the whole marriage thing to, like, this is just a blanket for everybody. Yeah, because there's a lot of assets to like, to divvy up. At yeah. the end, that's why there's estate taxes. Because oh, we can get a taste of that. <laughs> oh, did somebody die? Listen, I'm really sorry somebody died, but listen, there's a bit of an estate, and we need a taste of your father's death. <laughs> well, I wonder what new taxes they'll come up with. I don't know how many new ones are going to come up in the near future. Something has to radically change for that to happen. But again, like just tax individuals. Don't be like, oh, are you married? Do you have a household? Like, Just say, listen, you make this much, you make this much. Do you t- maybe you two have a child together. That changes the math. Beyond that, who cares? Mm. 
The only yeah. reason to have a kid is for the tax write-off, honestly. Or because you feel you want to have a kid, and that changes the no, math. No, it's biological. Tax write-off. No, tax it's biologically. <laughs> it is a biological imperative. It's, a it's, it's, na- it's nature. You're only doing it because Listen, the human Sam, species has to continue. Sam doesn't have the same <coughs> oomph that uh, other people do. Well, there's actually positives to some humans not procreating because well, it helps and unburden the population. And that's the why I think... That's why I think, you know, if you're just two people, you should be just two people and we should rework the taxes so that you don't just two people. You're two people and if you don't have a kid in the mix, which is a tiny person who's helpless, that's a different story. If terrifying. Yeah, again. Well, I think it's uh yeah, I think it's um like if the government sees it as two people um living life a little bit easier because they don't have to so if you're one person you're like you're living in one apartment right yep. by yourself say you're a bachelor mm-hmm. right or in your and buddy from high school's room yeah <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're paying taxes and stuff and um you've got that whole area to yourself right but once yeah. you once you have once you get married you've got two people living in an area that normally could be occupied by one person. Yeah. So now you're kind of technically saving money because you've got two incomes and you're sleeping on the same bed and it could be meant for one person. So I guess the government sees that as like, oh. Again, that depends. Are you living in the house you currently own or are you living in an apartment which you know like, oh, it's a two-bedroom apartment. Victor was making X amount of dollars at his current salary. He could afford a two-bedroom apartment and one of them was his hobby room until Sam came along. And realistically, like, realistically, like, um, you start having kids. So, like, there's a whole bunch of layers to this. I'm a little buzzed. And oddly <laughs> enough, this is the weakest and strongest libertarian argument I've ever made in my goddamn life. Because <laughs> it, it also depends on how much are you making. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess that's true, but... Like, what's your education level? Like, I think it's just one of those things that the government sees is like, oh, we don't... We want to we want to s- track people that are, like, living in groups like this or whatever. I don't know. And this is the thing, like, my libertarianism isn't, like, fight the government at all costs. My libertarianism is, is be <laughs> suspicious of the government at all costs. The longer this goes on, the more he slurs. Listen, I'm, I'm all the way through. Th- um, I'm all the way through all the whiskey. I'm in Palestine, drink and oh, Israel. listen, F- fuck those Jews, fuck them. No, um, well, I'm I'm pretty pro-Israel, just so you know. Let's let's not talk about all. Let's that. not talk about that. Long story short, <laughs> you might have to cut that part. <laughs> no, you I can leave it in. It's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, let's. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's not you guys, funny. I don't know. We probably have differing perspectives the on Jews. the is- Israel-Palestine conflict. You guys are both a quarter We'll talk about Jew. this. True. Whoa, I said half. You're not half Jewish. You eat a fat Your dick. Your dad is half Jewish. Eat all the dicks <laughs> in the universe. You're a quarter. And my mom is half is full Mexican. Yeah, so you're half Mexican. So you're say, 75%. No, oh, well, you would be half, actually. What's the, other, what's the other half of your dad's ancestry? Shit, you know? okay, listen. 
I'm buzzed right now. He's I probably German. How about I ask him with my he Apple probably, Watch? He's, he's, that's probably why he hates himself. Look, I have... Is your dad one of the people that listens to this podcast? No, he's okay, not. Okay, so then Christ. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my grandma was very angry when she found out she was full Jewish. Maybe it was, maybe it was your grandfather. I had this whole thing about Mexican food, um, the quietest garage door I've ever heard in my life. And I'm actually glad we have some stuff with substance. I just wish I wasn't like, like not buzzed, a little. What's the what's the thing above buzzed? Drunk, schnockered, drunk, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> buzzed, drunk. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that you have a new friend. Oh, I have. Okay, okay. Listen, if anyone doesn't like what we're talking about, I have <laughs> a bearded dragon now. Skip to this part for the bearded dragon. <laughs> You're supposed to put that that yeah, preemptive. You put that at the beginning. <laughs> information at the beginning. Say, hey. If you don't want to hear them talking about well, I'm just saying about we can, science and evolution and biology, just skip forward to the 45 minute mark, and Spike will talk about his bearded dragon. Hey, thank you for getting that right. Anyway, listen, um, Sam found somebody who needed someone to take care of a bearded, bearded dragon, and I said yes because I don't know how to say no to responsibility at this point in my professional career. And honestly, that thing is adorable. Horror. Mr. Sandman. He's so cute. He's so cute. He's a movie. I I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos at work while delivering groceries about taking care of them. That's not dangerous. Uh, Okay, I didn't watch them. I listened to them. Sorry. Because they don't have like... It's harder to find uh, podcasts about um, bearded dragon care than it is to like type in bearded dragon care. And just look at the road while uh, a video plays while he talks about like different bearded dragons. Hmm. Do you remember the movie Holes? Yes, I do actually. Sounds gross. The, I think they had bearded dragons. That's what they that guy was shooting at. They did have bearded dragons. Shooting and at a bearded dragon. That guy. That's why they made him so so and easily unlikable. And so the unlikable. big, <laughs> the big male bearded dragon that was in Holes was the father of a bearded dragon that. My dad and I had. What the fuck? And I you had the son of the bearded dragon from Holes? I did. I feel like that's a made-up story. Your dad just told you that? Yeah, It's that's actually not. He's be- like, no, hey, because baby, this is the <laughs> son of the bearded dragon from that the movie you very like. famous you movie. You fucking idiots. It's one of the most famous bearded dragons that guy in Hollywood. Who's gonna, that guy who's going to be so in Transformers? we adopted them from the reptile show that used to be at the Civic Center that now doesn't happen anymore because of COVID. Thank you, COVID. And we adopted them from, I think his name was Bob, and he ran, he ran a bearded dragging, bearded dragon breeding facility. He also had like kookaburras and shit and frogs and stuff. Kookaburras. And I used to, I used to go up there and volunteer with look, him look that up. after we adopted the bearded dragons from him, and um, he was the guy who provided the animal talent to holes and it wasn't doc antle no doc antle only does large cats yeah oh god damn it he does large cats or did the large cats do him Ooh. Oh. Snap. anyway so i have experience with bearded dragons i'm very excited you had the, you had the son of the bearded dragon from holes that's that a, is co- a kookaburra that's a kookaburra it's an Australian uh, it, bird. It's a bird, okay. Yes. 
But anyway. Oh, okay. So now now Spike has a so, very, very oh, friendly shit, I gotta, lizard living in his room. He's a great grandson of the holes. No, he's not. Bearded dragon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can make a new movie. We can recreate that scene from Holes and put his spikes. Spike, God. <laughs> well, okay, this we is almost spikes. Spikes. Start that sentence over. I said we can recreate that scene from Holes and put Spike's bearded dragon in it. You were so good so early. Okay, listen. Okay, I got like one more thing. Listen, we're at 48 minutes. Let's do one more quick thing. Do you want to talk about the ATF probably trapping people who own guns? No. Um, quietest garage door. <laughs> no. Uh, people are too serious about cinema sins. Explain cinema. C- no. Wait, wait. COVID will make meeting in person obsolete, or Justice League Snyder cut. Uh, I could actually Justice talk League about Snyder cut. I could actually talk about uh, remote work being more prevalent. Okay, so what we're realizing now is. And I'm I'm to this point too. Is that um, so many people are uh, like who used to think you have to be in person. Like they had that that uh, that mindset of I have to be able to shake their hand, look them in the eye, and do a deal with them. And realistically, that's not really important as much as it is the legal contract you sign at the end. I mean, there's been memes for years. That's like this hour-long meeting could have just been an email. Exactly. Like. And COVID, that. and this is one of the silver linings of COVID, is that so many, like, as I've noticed that traffic is starting to, like, pick up on the freeways, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to, like, feel that dread of, oh, God, I'm going to have to wake up an hour early to get <laughs> there on time. All these people who, like, are like, I need to be in the office and talk to the boss. Like, no, you don't. Just send him an email. Go, go on Zoom. <laughs> So I am in the middle, towards the end, actually, of a human resources management course. And um, part of, part of our, our grading is looking at articles that come out about HR and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the one that I did last week was about uh, this shift towards remote interviewing for mm-hmm. positions. Right. And they actually talked to someone whose business is pretty much 100% remote. And right? how they, how we can look to those companies to kind of help us figure out what to do for companies that aren't fully. What, uh, because you save so much on brick and mortar. Yeah. I mean, you think about how much it costs. If you could either downsize and have more people work remotely or, you know, completely get rid of the brick and mortar for some companies and some estimates are saying we could be looking at 70 to 80% more remote work in the coming future. Well, and because this is one of the things. Particularly as a result of COVID. Yeah, this is one of the things I'm noticing is like, mm. even as um, traffic is increasing, that should be people who want to be out. Yeah. And like, business is still being done. Like, and I listened to the Adam Kroll podcast, and he still has to pitch things as somebody in Hollywood. And so, like, and people are still taking meetings. He just, and, and, and for up in L.A., the traffic is so bad that going from his house to, like, somebody, like, 15 miles away is, like, 45 minutes. Five miles away is 45 minutes. Uh, or, let's be honest. Yes, yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> and realistically. It's the 405, it's for the Christ's four, It's the 405. I, like, I've had to, like, go up there for my job here in San Diego. Like, one of our stores is up in L.A. for some unknown fucking reason. And if there's a slightest disruption in the freeway, 
the whole thing is like backed up for miles. And how, like there's at least, I'm going to say 10% of the population, just to be conservative, who don't need to be on the goddamn road. <laughs> we all have camera phones. We all have computers with cameras built into the goddamn uh, like monitor. Like my, my, my iMac has a, has a camera built into it. I don't need to be like physically present to say, oh yeah, I can produce this thing by Friday. Yeah. If we take the correct lessons from COVID-19, it will be, I can do this job at home or from Starbucks. If I need to get out of the house, I will go to the patio or Starbucks. <laughs> or if you really have to, you could go into the office, but you, you don't. You don't, you need don't to, have to. You don't need to be there at it's nine. It's a choice. You don't need to be there at nine fucking a.m. I could be there at 10. We could schedule the medium meeting for like 11. Schedule the medium. Medium. Yeah, listen, we have a medium at my, at my advance. We have a medium who like reads our spiritual like waves. But yeah, we could schedule the meeting for whenever. Outside of done. the normal traffic times. Given technology, we don't have to say, hey, the uh, workday starts at 9 for everyone who has to be physically present. Why are you painting my nails? I'm not painting your nails. She's painting his nails. Well, it's there's a... Oil. As oh, someone wow. who works in an actual office, yeah, right. there is um, some validity to your argument. But there is like little kind of nuanced things that happen. Well, okay, my my job doesn't have like a a lot of BS right uh, positions, but I know that there's other office buildings out there who have. How many corporate positions are like, oh, we just built this the way it was based on technology from the eighties? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a little bit of there's a nuanced. Um, kind of office culture mm -hmm. that exists where it's like you kind of want people to be there. You, the boss kind of wants to walk around and make sure that everyone's doing their jobs and he wants to kind of... It's kind of the whole idea of like when you see someone at their desk, you think they're working, right? right? You have to be there and then like, you know, even though like, you know, half the day they're not actually working, they're just kind of like they're pretending, they're, they're pretending they're working, yeah. you know? So it's kind of the whole idea of like, well, I don't want them at their home because then they're going to... You know, they're not going to be here. They're not going to be producing and functioning yeah. as good as they could be. The, and I think the question is, are they producing what I need to produce them in the time frame I need to produce them to produce it in? Yeah. But then it gets to the, the thing where it's like, the more you produce, bosses are kind of like, well, they, they were able to do that much work. Like, like in my job, I feel like... Um, my job could be a little bit remote, but it's, it would be hard to meet on certain right. things. Well, and that, that's and the, but the the project managers definitely could be more remote than me. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't even have to go into the office every day, actually, well, for my that, job. That's the thing. I, I mean, you've kind of discovered you maybe it would be beneficial to go into the office like once a week. Well, that, yeah, those are the things that I was I was yeah. like actually thinking about is. There are teams of people who need to be close together so they can just... It's way easier to say over your shoulder, hey, can you adjust the color on X? Yeah. Than to write an right. email. But you don't need to be in a high-rise office building to do that. And that's what I was thinking is you have the suburbs. Maybe you have 
the downtown area for people who need to be in close contact, but there will probably be a new subset of people who just need to be in a three-story building in an artistic corridor who don't need to drive an hour to get to work. Yeah, well, it'll, I'm all for the change and stuff. So I think it would be cool to see more remote work going on and see that to be like a thing happening. Okay, so um, how about this? Next time we'll talk about Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Here we go. Wait, wait, hang on. Look, this actually felt like a very, like, cerebral episode, and I really am proud of myself for bringing that out in you, because that's all me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Instead we'll of see. the random conversation. Yeah, we should, um... It was a pretty Definitely. good conversation. And it kind of it kind of grew out of um, uh, Rick and Morty, which actually is a pretty cerebral cartoon if you think about it. It's true. They have a lot to say. So what I think is uh, we should talk about the Star Trek episode next time. Oh, yeah. The shitty, stupid, empty one just for vapid fun. Yeah, that'd and be maybe, we'll, maybe we'll watch another Star Trek episode just to like say, hey, we watched two of Star Trek episodes and they were both dumb. Yeah. Next gen. Do it. Uh, I guess. Listen, who doesn't want to watch Jordy try to have um, a meaningful relationship with a computer rendition of someone he doesn't really know? It's true. 100%. That being said, thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. We'll see you next time.